Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And he swings, hits it high, and deep, and gone! Still going back! Yeah! Out of here! Welcome to the big leagues! Deep to center field, and it is gone! Wow, his first big league swing. Welcome back to The Call-Up, your go-to podcast on the future stars of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Arm Layton, and in today's episode, we have a pair of awesome interviews with Justin Henry Malloy and Colt Keith, two of the best-hitting prospects in the Tiger system. Colt Keith is number one for me, and, and Henry Malloy, in terms of production, was easily one of the most productive players in the minor leagues for the Tigers and pretty much just was a force all year long. And and he talks about the ability to walk and get on base and all of those things. Before I talk about the interviews that Jack did at the ball field a week or so ago with these two guys who are awesome, I do want to apologize for not putting out an episode over the last week or so. Uh, For those who may not know or may not have listened to the Just Baseball show, unfortunately, I lost my grandfather over the weekend uh, or at the end of last week. And of course, kind of rocked my world. He was my best friend. He was my guy. Uh, we bonded over baseball. We bonded over a lot of things. He's been there for me the last six years since my father passed away. And uh, it, it definitely has been a, a difficult week. I'm excited to get back into things. I know he would want me to get back into things, but uh, I realized as I went to post this episode that, you know, and over the last couple of days that it was a little bit of an abrupt break to the show at the end of the minor league season. And I'm so excited to highlight the Arizona Fall League. I'm so excited to recap this minor league season and bring in more, you know, prospect interviews and, and all of that good stuff. But I uh, just really was focused on honoring my grandfather, who was an incredible man, uh, George Nanesian, uh, showed me so many incredible things, uh, showed me how to be a man, showed me the game of baseball, showed me how to be a father when that time comes, a grandfather, a brother, a friend, and a human being. Uh, just carried a smile with him everywhere he went and just focused on brightening other people's days. He'd talk to strangers, he'd uh, just compliment people, he'd strike up conversations with anybody and really get to know them. And it was a special quality that he had. I will continue to keep his memory alive through my coverage of baseball and through the way that I treat people. And I'm very lucky to have had him as long as I had him. So again, apologize for the delay between episodes and appreciate, you know, all those who have reached out and and sent such kind words and thoughts uh, as it pertains to, you know, going through this, this time. And thank you again to all those who have reached out on Twitter or Instagram or, you know, in the YouTube comments for the Just Baseball show. it, It truly meant a lot. And I read all of them and tried to get back to as many as I could. But even if I didn't, I can promise you I, I read it. So thank you so much. Back to this episode. I This is a fun one for me. I, I wish I was there. I was jealous because if you listen to this show, 
You know how big of a fan I am of Colt Keith. It's just been one of my themes all year. Uh, since the start of the season, really since the offseason going into this one, I was explaining why he was one of my favorite bats in the minor leagues and why I thought he could be an absolute force. And he even exceeded my expectations this year. A fifth round pick in 2020 who you know, battled some injuries, added some strength. And I mean, the swing is so advanced. The approach is strong. The field to hit is good. And he's just been a menace. And he's one of the best prospects in baseball for us. Top 20 guy and somebody that I think is going to be a really, really good hitter at the highest level. You could tell, very confident, love the way that he approaches the game, love the way he thinks about hitting. Justin Henry Malloy is one of the coolest and warmest and just happy-go-lucky type baseball players that I just love his mental side of things as well. Guy that walked more than 100 times with weeks to go in the season. Uh, just one of the highest walk rates in the entire sport, whether it's big leagues or minor leagues, super patient and really found a way to tap into some more power. He's not going to put up crazy exit velocities, but they're above average, and he's found a way to lift the ball more consistently. He drives the ball to all fields well, pretty good field to hit. The value definitely comes from the bat, but he has some defensive versatility, has played multiple positions, whether it's sometimes the corner of the infield and then the corner of the outfield. But, I mean, this is a guy that's going to make his money and I think find his success at the highest level off of getting on base at a high clip, hitting you know, for a decent average and sneaking out just enough home run to be an above average power bat. If it all clicks there, the, the Tigers could have a really nice piece here with Justin Henry Malloy, who was acquired in that Joe Jimenez deal from the Braves. And I think the Braves are already regretting that trade because, I mean, you look at their their bullpen and, and all the pieces that they have. I'm sure they're not losing sleep over it because they're, they're fine and they're you know the gold standard right now. But I think they probably sold a bit low on Justin Henry Malloy, who has really put together a nice, nice season in that Tiger system. And I'm excited to see him get an opportunity at the highest level next year. One thing that stood out to me in these conversations that Jack had with him, and Jack is a rock star, of course, always knocks these conversations and these interviews out of the ballpark, is the fact that these guys both went into the season with goals. And of course, both of them met, I think, just about all of their goals, if not exceeded them, which is really cool to see. But it was fun to hear the mental side, especially for Henry Mo Justin Henry Malloy, who just, you could tell that there was a simplification aspect to the game for him this year, just kind of focusing on winning ball games, focusing on doing on the, the, all the little things, and just knowing that it would show up in the stat sheet at the end of the year if he prepares himself properly. And that was pretty cool. Hearing what these guys are planning to do in the offseason, a pair of dudes that you know are very much preparing. This is the offseason where they're preparing for the big leagues next year. I mean, both of them yeah, I think could have a chance to break camp, and if they don't, they have a chance to get up very, very early. If I'm the Tigers, I'm looking at that prospect promotion incentive where with Colt Keith specifically, not that Henry Malloy, Justin Henry Malloy, it's not impossible for him either, but I'm looking at Colt Keith, and I'm saying, hey, I mean, if this guy swings it the way we think he can, he's a candidate you know, to win Rookie of the Year potentially, and he could get us that prospect promotion incentive. So I, I could see Colt Keith being a candidate to be up there earlier. Of course, that entails an extra draft pick as we'll see, you know, we saw with the Mariners last year and now the, the Orioles are going to get an extra draft pick with Gunnar Henderson as well. So it's definitely valuable. It definitely helps, especially for teams that you know have done a little bit better drafting of late. An example this year is the Tigers identified a Kevin McGonigal and he looks like a, 
already a steal for them outside of the first round. So having an extra pick there, uh, it allows you to, to cook a little bit more. So we'll see what they do. But back to the kind of focus on the interview before I kick it over there. Justin Henry Malloy, I've heard nothing but amazing things about who he is as a person before we did this interview. Uh, and Jack was excited for me to hear it. And when I heard it, I'm like, OK, I see why everybody loves this dude. And then with Colt Keith, I heard, you know, this guy's just a masher, incredibly focused, really knows himself well, and and doesn't complicate the game too much for himself. And I mean, you could just see that through the interview or, or hear it, I should say. It shines through. This is a big league mentality. This is a dude that just knows what he needs to do. Another great guy, but just the way that he carries himself, you can see it on the field. You could hear it with the way he speaks. Colt Keith just screams big leaguer. Uh, And I think both of these guys scream big leaguers in different ways that both of which I really love. I think you'll love this interview as well, or these interviews, I should say, with the two of them. Jack McMullen, of course, always awesome with these conversations at the ballpark. And we'll be bringing you a lot more of these at the Arizona Fall League as well, as well as just longer form conversations with guys now that the season is over. Got some exciting stuff lined up. We will be back on our normal schedule next week, which is going to include full Arizona Fall League roster previews. I think you all are going to love that. And it's loaded, man. I am so excited for this AFL. I'm probably going to go multiple times this year. It is so loaded. So many notable and exciting prospects. And finally, some better pitching. There's going to be some good pitching out there, which is going to make it a lot more fun. So very eager to break down these AFL rosters and tell you some of the prospects that I'm most excited to see, not just because of prospect ranking, but guys that I'm just eager to see more reps from that I think could really benefit from this as well. And then we'll be doing a recap of the minor league season, minor league all-star team, uh, and, and just talking about the guys who really impressed this year. So the schedule next week will make up for lost time. It's going to be a lot of fun. So very much looking forward to that. Here is the interviews with Colt Keith and Justin Henry Malloy. All right, Justin Henry Malloy, the Tigers prospect, formerly the uh, Braves farmhand, but really coming into his own, and now he's uh, looking like he's on the cusp of a big league debut. Before we get into it, man, thank you so much for taking the time. How you feeling right now? I feel great. Uh, we're in a really nice city in Indianapolis. Uh, I get my early walk-in in the morning, so I just kind of go explore, and uh, we're in a really nice spot right now. Are you a coffee guy? What's going on there? Um, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm gonna. I'm a huge coffee guy, but like I definitely need coffee in the morning. I'm not the type of guy that has to explore different spots but I mean hit Starbucks have my coffee sat down nice relaxing morning easy peasy hey I want to jump in with the walks and that might be like the most boring place to jump in but like we got to do it I, I was looking earlier today I think it's Soto one Schwarber two Justin Henry Malloy third in all of baseball regardless of level in walks drawn it's like you and Harry Ford in the Mariner system that are one and two in the minor leagues I mean like a hundred walks is that just something you set out to do or is this like an ABS type thing what's going on here uh definitely to start the season obviously like I think every player has their goals and and one of my goals specifically was 100 um mainly because last year I was so close I think I had like 95 or 97 something like that but um you know I was kind of like this year I was like I want to hit the 100 mark and that doesn't change my at bats and me trying to walk but at the same time like just trying to put together a professional at bat five times a night and you know over the course of x amount of games it's turned into a hundred something walks so far so uh 
definitely don't think walks are boring. Think they're pretty cool. But I mean, like it, it's it's been kind of kind of kind of cool. The guys here in the dugout are just kind of every time I walk, it's like 102 or 103, and you know the guys are fired up about it. So um, you know, it's it's a part of my game that I really enjoy and and I do really work on. Walks are sexy. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> no, and it's like a WRC plus booster, and like hey, that's kind of what they look at when you get into arbitration hearing. So I totally understand that, man. Yeah, honestly, I know nothing. I'm try- like I'm not a stat geek by any means. I don't really know what WRC plus even is. Yeah. Um, but I have heard that like walking and and doing small things like that boosts those type of statistics. So. Uh, you know, again, I don't really try to walk, but at the same time, it happens, and you know, it's obviously a good thing to get on base. Yeah, I, I think some of like the the gold standard, or not gold standard, but like guys that we talk about that walk a ton, the K rate's elevated too, right? And Schwarber, he's punching out a lot, but he's walking a ton. And Soto, he punches out a little bit more than I think some would anticipate, even though he keeps it in check big time. And like Edward Julian, a good example with the Twins, right? That guy gets deep in counts so often, so he is going to punch out occasionally. But you've done a really good job of keeping those punch outs in check so you know as you look to walk as you get deeper into counts how tough does it get to kind of stay away from the case um honestly I I really try not to think about that but I think that what the common person doesn't understand is walks and strikeouts and this is all my opinion they do go hand in hand right like in order to walk, like you got to see at least four pitches, and you know these pitchers are so good, like they're gonna get their strikes in. So, you know, me specifically, I take a lot of close pitches, um, and that, and I'm, I mean, obviously, like if they're balls, like great. But if an umpire messes up and it's a strike, like guess what? It's, it's strike three. You know what I mean? So um, they go hand in hand. And again, like I love the fact that walks are now becoming important because they should be and getting on first base and being able to pass the baton to the next guy so they're able to do damage with somebody on um, over the course of time I really do think changes the game with doubles and homers and you know just being able to get a guy on base yep we're gonna get to the uh what jersey upbringing and we're gonna get into the college experience too but last walk question promise how much do you feel like the abs is kind of helping you this year I think it helps me a ton personally. Um, it's because you know your zone every day. And I think that that's important because I know the same pitch that I take on Tuesday is going to be a ball and it's going to be the same ball on Thursday. Now, obviously, with AAA, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's the ABS challenge system um, where it's now on the umpire and then on the player to challenge. But with the ABS zone, with it being crystal clear, whether it's a strike or a ball, um, it's given me a lot of confidence to take those close pitches and to be able to do that and to have the confidence enough to not ever have to chase, you know, with two strikes, right? As a kid, everyone was always told, you know, hey, that's too close to take, right? But at the end of the day, like, if it's a ball and you take it, that extra ball counts in your favor and then you end up walking and then it's like that ball that you took early in the count is extremely important. So having that ABS system really has helped me 
and uh, I think it's helped a lot of different players. But at the same time, I've also heard guys talk about it, and they don't like it as much. So um, still a learning curve for everyone right now who's going through it. 100%. We're talking with Justin Henry Malloy in the Tigers system. And it, let's start in Jersey because, you know, New Jersey, you don't necessarily think baseball hotbed. But I know your age range, it's Volpe, it's Jack Leiter. And, you know, I, I know you and Leiter were at Vandy at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up in Jersey, seeing, you know, that level of competition and probably like you know drifting south with, with travel ball and all that like wh- what was that like playing baseball in the northeast growing up playing baseball in the northeast really isn't that much different than the south um in terms of level of competition i think jersey doesn't get enough credit for the guys that they pump out i think jersey has an incredible amount of talent in baseball um the only thing that obviously you know it's it's the cold right like when we start playing when i'm playing high school baseball you know it's 30 degrees and that's tough but at the same time like you know you kind of look at a place like america and it's like when they start the season like it's freezing cold right and that's not the only team like that's the i mean that's the one team obviously i'm thinking of but like you know like that plays a factor in can you handle the cold can you play in the cold like that's a real thing um so i think not to say that it gives you any type of edge but it's just an experience level where it's like when it's cold outside yes it's cold for everyone but like i've experienced it just growing up and it's just if it's cold it's just i'm it's cold out playing baseball it's not abnormal to me yeah so i think that plays a small factor in a certain point of the year but i mean i do think that new jersey does have a really good uh very talented state for baseball 100 percent. and um i assume yankee or met fan maybe a red sox fan growing up so no you're shaking your head what were you oh no no you said red sox i, ch- okay. I shook my head not saying anything to the red sox organization but i grew up a yankee fan okay. so there's your dilemma right there got you all right favorite players growing up who were they so this has always been controversial, but my favorite player growing up was Alex Rodriguez. Um, so, I mean, he was a third baseman when I was just starting to get into baseball, and I was really starting to become a Yankee fan, and he was the Yankees' third baseman. And, you know, just A-Rod was my guy growing up. And he also was my best friend's guy growing up, which, like, made us even that much closer that A-Rod was our favorite player. So, uh, so A-Rod was my favorite player. Gotcha. You're keeping track, man. And and you had, you know, great opportunities in college. And I think a lot of people forget how much of a power Georgia Tech is. And obviously, when you think college baseball powers, you know, Vandy's near the top of the list. You spent two years at Vandy. I'm sure you enjoyed your time there. And you got more playing time when you went to Georgia Tech. And you really blossomed in your third year of college. Making that move from Vandy to Georgia Tech, what did that unlock for you? It unlocked a lot of freedom. Um... When I was at Vanderbilt, obviously, like, you're fighting for a job like everyone else is. Um, But I just – I wasn't getting that opportunity at Vanderbilt, and I thought that that was the reason why I needed to make a change. And, again, like you said, like, I loved every second at Vanderbilt. It was – I mean, Corbs was awesome. He still lets me train at Vandy in the offseason when I go to Nashville. Um, But going to Georgia Tech, it was just a breath of fresh air under Danny Hall and James Ramsey. And just being able to go out there, they just gave me the confidence to just like, hey, go out there, be yourself. Like we really don't, like we know you being yourself is going to be you at your best. And me being myself was really all that I ever needed. And also me having the confidence from 
a staff where it's like, hey, like you go 0 for 4 today, like you're in the lineup the next day because we have that much confidence in you. Um, it just gave me that freedom to just be free, be myself, and to just not be afraid to make mistakes and to just be aggressive. And, you know, I, I really do think that Georgia Tech changed the trajectory of my career. Yeah. We'll hit the second change now because you were drafted by Atlanta um, and then you're part of that Joe Jimenez deal this past offseason. We talked a little bit about it right before I hit the record button, but, you know, it's that fresh start and, and it's a place to really climb because you watch Atlanta, they're a 90-win team right now and you got Austin Riley as, you know, the president in the future at third base and he's financially compensated as such and then they've got some corner outfielders too I'd say Uh, one of them might win an MVP so you know getting this opportunity in Detroit and and this is a revamped farm system and Scott Harris has done a great job in his first year it seems like I did that almost inject new life into you and kind of give you that breath of fresh air and it's okay it's go time yeah I mean obviously like getting traded over like the first the first initial thought is like one you're nervous you're kind of scared because it's just like what just happened um it's kind of like not a slap in the face but it's like oh my gosh like this just really happened and then all of a sudden you start looking at the positives of what's really going on and then I start doing my own research into the Tigers system and what's going on new president with Mr. Harris and how what his philosophy is on what he wants to build and how when I heard that I was like okay like I fit that mold like that's awesome you know so just again like a breath of fresh air being able to go to a new place a new organization meet new guys create new relationships new friends and you know even the coaching staff was just like wow like I got so blessed with this coaching staff that's just been so awesome with us all year and just to be able to like learn in a new organization a new environment and to just again be myself in a new environment which just I think has made me play better yeah 100% um I get a different answer to this question from different guys and I know that there are some guys that don't want to shut baseball off during the season it's they leave the ballpark and they go watch the west coast game and then they wake up and they watch some recaps or they play MLB the show like they do something baseball related at all times do you like being ingested by baseball or do you have certain getaways that you really need as like that release um I'd say it's weird because I'm kind of a mixture of both where like I'm I'm a baseball junkie myself where like I like like after a game to still watch baseball or like even on my off days like as weird as it sounds Monday off days um, I haven't been able to this year but last year when I was super close like in Atlanta um, on Monday off days if Atlanta was playing on Monday like I'd go watch the game where like some of my teammates were like bro are you crazy it's our one off day like go take a break and I'm like dude like I enjoy watching baseball but at the same time I'd say for myself um my mornings are i'm trying to find the right word maybe it's not selfish but it's like my mornings are like i want to do what i like to do in the morning i like to wake up i like to first thing i like to do is just go on a walk call my parents call my girlfriend um call my friends back home just to kind of you know talk nonsense and just kind of like just relax and ease into the day explore I really do like to explore the cities that we're in so like get on a lime scooter or even just walk the area and um you know like that's kind of my time to get away from baseball before I have to get into it for the next from two to eleven you know so my mornings are pretty much like I like to 
take my mornings for me. Um, but then, like, you know, even in my mornings, like, I like looking at Instagram and seeing baseball stuff and right. seeing guys make sick plays and hit homers. So I definitely say it's a good balance of both. So that is, like, a sneaky, super mindful answer. Like, how important is mindfulness to you? Are you a meditation guy? Because, like, that morning walk, I feel like, is its own kind of meditation. It's like a, a level of decompression. How yeah. important is that to you? It's incredibly important. I think it just kind of... it. It separates me from what I do for a short period of time. Um, baseball is incredibly stressful, as like everyone knows, and you know, it's very result driven. And like, I don't like the fact that my day could be good or bad just based on what happens on the field. I think that creates an even more stressful environment. Um, so like my morning walk, I just kind of like think about like a lot of good things, like a lot of positive thoughts. I don't, I don't know if it's meditating cause I'm not like sitting there doing nothing and just chilling, but like, I definitely take my mornings to kind of like, you know, I talk to my parents and like, I have a deep level of appreciation for my parents and talk to my girlfriend, obviously a deep level of appreciation. And it's like kind of like the good things and I'm just Justin Henry the human being and just relaxing and chilling and then at two o'clock one o'clock when I have to get to the stadium I'm Justin Henry the baseball player so um, I definitely do think that that separation needs to happen for me to be able to decompress release from baseball and then tap back in when I need to get here I love that last one for you Justin Henry the baseball player and I guess the guy too (laughs) Um, last one for you immediate goals here through the end of 23 and beginning at 24 what are you looking to get done in the off season is there a certain like weight that you want to get to or like you know goals that you're looking at in 24 or finishing the job in 23 well my immediate goal is to win tonight we have a game tonight so my immediate goal is definitely to win tonight um and then the goal after that's to win tomorrow and then the goal after that's to win the next day You sound like a college football coach. I mean, not not like a college, but like I, my main thing that like I adopted last year, and I think has been incredible for me, is like just being super present, like right where I am right now. I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana, and we're about to play Indy. Like I don't like thinking too far ahead. Um, I like making small winning plays in small moments. Obviously, like I have goals, right? Like this off season, like the first thing I'm gonna do, I'm probably gonna take two weeks off two three weeks off and not throw not hit not do anything like that but honestly the first thing that I like to do in the offseason is dial in my diet just so that when we do start training again like the diet's already locked in and it's dialed um and then obviously like you know weight get stronger get faster get better defensively get better offensively do all the small things that every other baseball player is going to do right but I think the thing that is most important is tonight in the next three hours four hours that we got a game to play and we win tonight 100 you're the man this was awesome thank you so much thank you so much i really appreciate it thank you all right with tigers prospect colt keith here jack mcmullen and uh dude we got to start with this year man i mean it's what you're hitting about 315 and you're on you're on pace right now it seems like for flirting with 30 and 100 so far this year so before we get into it appreciate you and uh, how do you feel like the season's gone so far for you being 21 years old and, and double and triple 
Yeah, it's been uh, so far it's a success. Um, you know, I had goals going into the season, and, and one of those were, you know, the 100 RBIs and obviously like a lot of homers, a lot of doubles, and the average. And you know, I've I've met those goals pretty well. There's still some work to do here in the last couple of weeks, but overall it's been good. You know, I'm just happy I'm staying healthy. How big are you on like setting those counting number goals? Because I know some guys are like, hey, I want to feel X, I want to feel Y, but like, you know, it, it's tough. In RBIs, you know, that's something that's kind of out of your control right you need guys in scoring position but you know you play 120 games you're going to give yourself a shot so how big are those like counting numbers for you on a yearly basis yeah I mean it's tough to um, you know I want to have a competitive mindset and you know it's tough to put yourself against other guys because they're in different situations and on different teams and um, you know maybe they play more or play less um, so in baseball you gotta you gotta put yourself up against numbers and um, you know for me that's one of the things that I like to look forward or look at almost every day and you know keeps me focused on the goals the long-term goals throughout the long season and um, so I think it's really important especially for me and um, the way I operate. Let's go back to the draft because you were such a unique situation you were fifth round out of high school in 2020 and I read a a good piece on fan graphs about that draft process for you and you know you kind of walk through the intricacies of that but you know signing with the Tigers that was probably like uncharted waters man I mean that's something that nobody saw at any point in baseball history where you got a pandemic you're out of baseball for three months and here you sign in a draft that was pretty much held via zoom so what was that process like for you that was just trying to like figure this out and say hey where am I playing my next baseball yeah I mean it was a mess it was um, I mean I was supposed to play a full senior season ended up I don't know playing like 10 games if that um, you know guys didn't come out weren't able to come out and see me like cross checkers and all that so I didn't get that exposure there weren't able to do workouts pre-draft or anything like that because of COVID so you know it was kind of and plus it was a five-round draft so you know it's obviously going to be college heavy in the first place and um, you know it was tough because I you know I had my number but also didn't want to go to school and so you know, I ended up signing with the Tigers in the fifth round but you know like I said it was a mess but you know I'm blessed the way it worked out and then got me here looking back on that decision you know getting that head start I I was reading you said you know I feel like I was going to give myself a shot and I could compete if I got in at an early age right you're three years younger than you would have been if you did go to Arizona State Um, how do you feel like that's kind of worked out for you obviously it's great you're 21 years old in AAA right now yeah yeah um, you know I can't imagine I'd be as good as I am now if I went to college you know just not having that competition level and the playing year round and stuff like that and just solely focused on baseball and you know not worrying about school and other stuff like that um you know I'm, I'm really happy with the decision you know i probably gave up a little money here and or you know out of the draft but you know i'm hopefully i can make it up on the back end i was reading a, a fascinating article in the athletic cody staberhagen um was talking about your off season and it was what olympic style weight training and uh one of my favorite quotes i threw up a lot uh which was pretty interesting um what was this off season like when it came to that um i'm blanking on first name but o'neill was the guy that you trained with down in biloxi yeah um you know there's a lot of um well, I had my shoulder injury and so I was coming back from that and I was just doing shoulder work a lot and you know just getting stronger and getting better at defense and you know doing the normal stuff but um, we have this guy named Brian O'Neill he's an Olympic track coach and worked at uh, University of Florida University of Ole Miss back in the day but he's mostly just Olympic athletes now professional athletes um, so 
So, you know, we got some work in, like getting in shape and getting ready for spring training to prepare me for the long season. You know, it was very tough workouts and, um, you know, a lot of cardio and, you know, a lot of quick twitch stuff. And, and you know, it gets to you. So it was some throwing up here and there, but it was it was good. You know, it got me prepared for the season. It's kind of been a tale of two off seasons for you because I saw when you were drafted at 205, you went into last year at 245 and you entered this year at 230. So you almost kind of went through like, I know a lot of guys that are, you know, muscle oriented a lot of just weightlifters in general they go through a bulking season and a cutting season in the same year you kind of did it in two separate off seasons so feeling the way you did last year what made you want to cut some of that weight this year yeah I mean it was my first year uh, I batted like 300 maybe plus but it was all just base hits not a lot of power I think I had like three homers the entire year um, but it was just like you know, I wanted to have power. You know, I was looking at the guys that are on the prospect list and look at the guys that are in the big leagues and they all hit homers. So, you know, I, I went in the weight room and I bulked up as much as I could. I started putting on muscle like crazy. You know, there's not a lot of fat. It was just 245 straight muscle. And, um, you know, that really slowed me down. I, I found out I was less, qu- I was less quick. I was more... Um, you know, I was moving like a football player, I would say. So, you know, this last offseason, I, I got with the track coach and started working on being quicker. And, you know, that naturally shedded a couple of pounds. And then I got into the season, started playing every day and lost about 10 more. So I'm sitting around 225, 230. Um, yeah, it was just it was just something I had to go through to get more power. You've been playing second base. You've been playing third base. And I know, you know, from reading about you, like the lateral quickness at second base was big for you. And you were a really talented pitcher in high school, too. So I feel like, you know, even if you do cut weight you feel like that you know arm strength isn't really going away because you probably have that you know arm talent from your first 18 years of life just kind of developing as a pitcher where's your comfort level at third and at second right now yeah I mean from going into this year one of my big goals was to get better at defense overall um, going into this year until now like the difference in how comfortable I am is is insane like I never thought I'd be able to go out to the field and not worry about you know making an error or help you know making the team lose you know now I feel like I went from being very uncomfortable you know getting trying to working hard to get better really pressing to get better to now I feel like I'm comfortable out there I'm having fun out there I look forward to playing defense every day and you know it's awesome you know it's a lot of that comes from the coaching and stuff that we've had and a lot of it comes from me just putting in the reps and putting in the work but you know third I feel really good I feel like my arm feels strong and um, you know I'm making a lot of good plays I'm making the routine play really well you know not that it matters a lot but I, I think I have like four errors on the year over there and which is by far my best season and uh, second base um, I feel really good you have a lot more time especially with my arm I'm able to weigh back on it a lot more um, and I'm still working around the bag turning double plays but it's you know it's very solid I make the routine play um, almost every time very comfortably so you know I think I have one or two errors over there this year so you know it's it's really good and I just want to keep it going this year and going into this offseason just keep on working at that and um, you know it's only going to get better because like you said I was in high school I probably took 50 ground balls my whole career because I was just pitching and hitting you know I wasn't worried about defense so you know it's just it's overall this year has been a success in that in that category just defense but um you know i hope to keep it going yeah you mentioned having fun and i want to hang on that for a minute like how important is that to you and obviously it's it's way easier to have fun when you're hitting what 315 and and you're on pace for for 30 and 100 but you know was there a point where you felt like you weren't having fun and what did you you know kind of do to to recapture that enjoyment of being around a, a ballpark 
Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's points you go through where maybe you're in a slump or maybe you don't feel good on defense and, you know, you don't you don't necessarily don't want to be out there, but, you know, you feel very uncomfortable. Um, you know, I try, to, I try to stay positive all the time and just try to have fun and push through it. But, you know, when you're feeling comfortable out there and you feel like, you know, there's nothing you need to worry about and you just go out there and play, you find yourself being more loose and being, being able to get to more balls and being able to make these better plays because, you know, you're not stiff and worried about making errors. Yeah. I was talking at the beginning of the year with Travis Swaggerty, who was in the Indy dugout for a good bit, and he's got a great opportunity with the White Sox now. And um, we, we talked about you, and he said, man, can that kid hit? And I know Biloxi has kind of turned into, you know, a hotbed of, of baseball talent for guys in the offseason and really the Southeast in general. And I saw that you were training this past offseason. You did a little training with Gunnar Henderson, too, who's a friend of the program. Um, you know, who, who are some of the guys that you're really, like, kind of gravitating around? Are there certain pro hitters that you you like picking the brains of? Are there certain pro pitchers that you get to see in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, me and Travis, we work out um, together. We hit together a lot. Um, you know, Gunner, he's more towards Alabama, so I see him here and there rarely. Um, but, um, you know, me and Bubba Thompson, we work out a lot together. He's in Mobile. So, but, you know, overall, I like just being around those guys. It's not that I'm, I'm picking their brains and stuff. It's just being around them and seeing how they take care of their business. You know, obviously, there's thousands of interviews on YouTube and, and on TV every night. So I kind of listen to those too. But, you know, it's nice to have those guys around, those guys that have big league experience. And, you know, also my agent and his brother, they're playing in the big leagues. And um, so I get to listen to them and they, you know, take their their ideas and um, you know their advice so okay pre-career it was Ohio to Utah to Mississippi right so you bounced around a lot was it military family was it just kind of like moving a lot and, and how did you you know kind of hone in and, and find a home yeah so um, I, I started out in Zanesville Ohio I was born there I lived there until I was about 10 or 11 and um, my parents just wanted to get out of Southeast Ohio sports wasn't big where we were at um, the schooling was bad there's a lot of you know, low-income drug areas Areas. So, you know, we got out of there. We went to Utah. Um, you know, obviously I was like 10 years old at this time, so I didn't know what was going on. But you know, we went there. We, we played baseball there and found ourselves playing in Las Vegas a lot and Arizona a lot. So they um, – we had a coach at College Center Nevada. His name was Brian. He was same guy who coached Bryce Harper when he went there for his senior year. But he kind of told us, like, hey, like, if you really want to take this baseball thing serious, like, Arizona is the place to go. So we moved to West Phoenix for my high school career. Um, I spent two years there. And then my mom – I committed to Arizona State. And then my mom got a job that was a really lucrative job in Mississippi. So we ended up spending my junior and senior year there. Um, and plus – and we knew Matt Paul, which is my agent. He's – got some connections out in Arizona and he lives in Mississippi so you know worked out I was able to work out with him and stuff in the offseason but that's kind of the rundown it's kind of complicated but got you so southeast Ohio did you grow up a Reds fan no Indians Indians Browns okay how about that so favorite player growing up who was it um well when I was littler it was Grady Sizemore but when I really started watching baseball, it was Francisco Lindor. Okay, so. Got you. Um, certain swings that you really like watching now. Are there certain guys in the game that you look at and say, 
I want to do that. Yeah, I mean, the two big ones are Juan Soto and Corey Seager. Um, you know, just the way they their head stays back and the way their hips stay back and they reach with that front leg and then they turn on it. You know, they on time for fastballs and they adjust off speed and that's what you want to do. Got you. And then real quick, Cole Keith, to wrap, you know, going into 24, you're a guy that's knocking on the door of the big leagues and, you know, it has been in the prospect industry. It's been a breakout year. I think some people did see it coming and you were, you know, sneaking onto some top 100 lists, but now, you know, it's consistent like top 30, top 40, whichever list you look at. As you jump into 2024 and hopefully on the cusp of a big league debut, you know, what are you looking to accomplish in the immediate future? Yeah, you know, obviously uh, the big goal is to break with the team, you know, earn a spot on that team. And then after that, you know, we'll have to see what happens. But I'm going to keep my same goals of, you know, trying to bat 300, you know, trying to get my RBIs and trying to get my doubles, trying to get my homers and just keep getting better at defense and keep developing as a player. Told you the man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.